It's the Pages of Popcorns Podcast. Jennifer and Kelly will edify you. It's the Pages of Popcorns Podcast. Jennifer and Kelly are gonna talk, so you better damn well listen. Hello, and welcome to Pages and Popcorn Podcast Supplemental. Last time on our supplemental, we talked about the best books that we read in the year 2018. And so this time we're going to talk about some of the not great books that we read in the year 2018. I don't want to say worst because that's very judgy. And I don't want to say the books that I wish I hadn't read because one of these books I'm glad I read, even though I really, really, really didn't like it. So maybe it's the books that we read in 2018 that we didn't enjoy? How how do you want to... I'm almost never upset that I did read a book. There are books I was like, it wasn't worth my time. Mm -hmm. Um, Rather, because almost anything in life you get something out of. Right. Even if it's a funny story or the ability to say, God, that book was stupid. Yeah. So I'm going to start off with something that we both didn't like, but it turned out to be a good thing. Right. Okay. And I know this one's on my list as well. Yeah. So a simple favor. I hated this book. It was awful, but the movie was fantastic. Right. And I'm really glad that I read the book because then I got to see the movie and then we got to make a podcast about it. So I'm glad I read the book, even though I really didn't like the book. Yeah. So the book wasn't worth my time. It was really dull and boring, but fun stuff came out of it. There you go. Yep. There you go. Um, Another one that I I think is on both of our lists, or I know that we both read and I know, yep, that you didn't enjoy was a book called On the Beach by Neville Shute. Oh, I guess I should say um, Simple Favor, in case you haven't listened to our podcast on a Simple Favor, is uh, written or was written by Darcy Bell. But okay, moving on. On the Beach by Neville Shute was a (sighs) really depressing, very boring product of its time, post-apocalyptic, everybody's about to die and nobody cares about it book. Yeah, it, it was just, uh, to me, if this were a 20-page short story, it would have been great. Yeah, I'd agree with that. But as a 200-something book, it was, just, it was long, plotting. All the characters are basically the same. Mm-hmm. They're all the same. Well, yeah, the world's going to end, but um, let's go, I guess, be a cashier for today. And we're going to pretend we have a baby that's going to live for a while, because what else? We don't. Yeah, it was very unbelievable, too. Nobody was having all the sex or doing all the violent things or getting high or, I don't know, building a bunker or something like it was just it was just very depressing and there was a little bit of a point towards the end about you know people living in denial and how that's a bad thing but nobody actually got punished for living in denial because even the people who weren't living in denial all died too so it was just depressing and you would um, think there would be a cult that would show up or something yeah i've actively actively talked people out of reading this book (laughs) by telling them read the first three pages and then read the last three pages you will have gotten the entire point of the book and you'll have saved yourself a serious amount of time yep Agreed. Okay. Um, so another book that I read this last year that I really didn't like was called The Medea Complex, and it was written by Rachel Florence Roberts. And I think it was attempting to be one of those uh, – it was attempting to be a thriller book about a woman with mistaken identity. She's in a psychiatric hospital. Is she really crazy or is she not really crazy? Who is she really? It had an interesting back of the book, but – the whole book was, it was not written particularly well. There was a male psychiatrist who was creepy, but he wasn't, I don't think he was supposed to be creepy, but he was, but he was also the bad guy. It, it was, it was muddled. It was a muddled mess. Mm. 
and I really didn't enjoy it. I don't know why I finished it. I think I was trapped somewhere. I think I didn't have any other options. Yeah, that's how I got through Twilight. I was trapped, and that was like the only thing I had. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a bad place. Now I have extra chargers for my phone, so I'll never <laughs> never have that happen again. Anyways, yeah, Medea Complex, not worth it. I'm, I think I bought it at the dollar store, so that was. Not a waste of money, then. No, not a huge waste. Just a dollar <laughs> Just a waste. Dollar. I could have bought coffee with it. Dollar. I could have contributed to my coffee <laughs> fund, at the very least. Yes. Okay. Go. Uh, your turn. So, I participate in All Hallows Read, which is started by Neil Gaiman, where for Halloween, instead of giving out candy, you give out, like, a book to your friends. So, before Halloween, I tend to read a lot of horror. I generally don't like horror. And so, one of them was The Woods Are Dark by Richard Lehman. And it, it, it was just... Uh, I won't say that there's nothing going on, and if you like this sort of thing, then awesome. For me, the characters were super unbelievable. So it's this family is in this weird little town. Everyone in the town has sort of set the town up as a trap. So anybody that comes in, you're going to get kidnapped and you're going to get fed to these weird little wildlings, which are basically humans that have gone feral. This family, the the father goes feral very quickly. You know, he's a civilized guy and then all of a sudden he's running around naked in the woods wanting to have sex with everything. And the daughter gets raped by wildlings and turns feral. And it was just generally not only character unbelievable, but just gross. So if you like it, cool. Not my cuppa. Not your cuppa. Yeah. yeah. I, I found it just, uh, okay, you're just, you're throwing in lesbian sex to be tantalizing, not because there's anything there and it's not sexy. It's just, it, it, it's, to me, it's a lot like torture porn where you're just being gross to be gross. Aw. This lesbian sex was just gross to be gross? In this, it was. Aw. It wasn't the cool lesbian sex. It was just, okay, this is a straight guy writing lesbian sex uh. to tantalize straight guys. Yeah. That kind. So I remember seeing like a, a little thing where um, a lesbian was inserting a high heel into another woman. And as a female, I go, oh my God, that is so gross. Can or, you imagine? Or, I mean, okay, not to uh, yuck your yum if that's your kink, y'all. But no, uh, yuck. Yuck, because of diseases. <laughs> there is so much on a shoe that is gross and in a vagina. No. No, that is a health hazard. I I just think it sounds highly um, uncomfortable. It also sounds like a health hazard. You're going to get something. You're going to to have to go to the doctor and get some antibiotics. Special sex shoes? Because some of us have special sex shoes. Not that I use for sex, but that I wear for sex. And it's like high heels can be sharp and like the cuts. Ah, no, no. And that's what I mean. It's like this. It's it's like lesbian sex made for straight guys. It has nothing to do with like lesbians and what women want or like. And it's just fetishizing and weird and gross. So, no. Okay. But if you like it, great. But no. (laughs) So, mixed message there. I... Okay, I'm sorry. I, I'm just evil. And in my head, I'm imagining the next month when we have brunch together, and I show up at Panera, and then I stick my leg on the table, and I'm wearing a high heel, and I just wiggle my eyebrows at you menacingly, and then nobody knows what I'm doing, and you probably will have forgotten by that point, too, and then I'll feel probably really stupid. Not. But, uh, yeah, it's gonna happen, man. Okay. Is it? <laughs> I'm gonna take a picture. <laughs> okay, um, another book that I... This one I actually finished because in book club I tend to finish the books even though I'm not enjoying them (laughs) or I even the ones I don't enjoy I usually enjoy them but this one was awful and it was called Good Morning Midnight do you remember Good Morning Midnight yes it was the it was sci-fi 
So that's cool. Um, but also, also apocalyptic. Po- yeah. So also cool. Those are my jams. But this was, I think, supposed to be a character study. It was more about isolation. Oh my God. Nothing happened. Nothing happened in this book. People, oh my God. And the same thing was on the beach. Like something big was gonna happen, but we didn't get there. And something big had already happened, but we didn't get explained. It was very anticlimactic. Yeah. And it was also bad. It was just. <laughs> bad. It was slow and plotting, and I didn't care about any of the characters. You had these people in space who were on their way back to Earth. Something had happened to Earth. They didn't know what, but nobody was responding to them, so they didn't know what they were going to find when they got to Earth, but they were like, pretty sure that everybody on Earth is dead. Meanwhile, on Earth, one person has survived. Whatever happened, he also doesn't know, and he's living in the middle of, what, Antarctica? The North Pole? I don't know, somewhere with snow. And he's there, and he's sad, and he's hallucinating, and it was like, the twist was not a twist, because we all saw it coming, and then like they got there and a couple of them made it to the planet, but they probably weren't going oh, spoilers. They probably weren't going to be able to get to where he was. And so they die alone. Well, and then the book ends. We don't even get to see them die. I mean, not like I wanted to watch them die, but at least then something <laughs> would have happened. Okay. Whatever. I know. Skip. Yeah, so it was more about the isolation of man, but um, yeah, the theme wasn't worth the time getting through the novel. No, no. You know what I felt? I felt isolated. I felt isolated in a cocoon of sadness while reading this book. <laughs> cocoon of misery. A self-inflicted kind of misery because I was forcing myself to read this book so that I wouldn't I feel isolated exactly at book club when everybody else had read it. I wanted to be able to share, and then I kind of wanted to put the girl who recommended it into an isolation chamber. No, just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she listens. Okay. Let's see. My next one is a YA novel, uh, Throne of Glass by Sarah Mass. Throat of Glass? Throne. Throne oh, of Glass. Because Throat of Glass sounds cool. Now I'm going to write a book <laughs> called that. Go ahead. Sorry. It would be really yucky to watch somebody with a Throat of Glass eat. Yes. <laughs> Although, I'm, I'm still... Okay, you know what? Yes. It would be gross. Unless they had some kind of covering. Maybe like... So turtlenecks are a thing. Well, I'm thinking maybe throat of glass because their throat is is fragile and and you know maybe somebody gets stabbed in the throat and it shatters and it seems like glass <gasps> be- maybe they're a robot and they didn't know they were a robot until somebody okay, tried to kill them. Easier and- to stab than glass, right? Well, I mean, you know, they got punched in the throat. They got punched. Okay, so throat anyway, punch. This is a young adult novel. Okay. And it was crap. There are lots of young adult novels that are crap and there was some that I absolutely love. I mentioned them and the last one was called Darberia Pleasant. This is one of those that I absolutely hated. So we have a young woman who is like the world's greatest assassin who's also a spy and yet she's so fucking dumb. This is you know, you're too stupid to live trope. Wow. Yeah, it was just so bad. And it's, for somebody who's like the world's best assassin, first off, if you're 15, really, come on. <laughs> just, uh, 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 so that alone, I, I, I don't I think 15 year olds can be the world's best anything. So, yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of my point. It's just, we, you know, I, I, I get a little bit tired of, you know, the young girl is always the protagonist because young girls are only so interesting, right? Kind of like adults who have had some experience and they can bring something to the table other than, I'm a young girl. And and I am on the cusp of adulthood. <sighs> Just uh, there's so many more interesting people in the world. Yeah, like middle-aged women. Yes, absolutely. Right, that knit <laughs> and go on adventures. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So this is just stupid and boring, and, and that's the worst combination. That is. That is really actually yes. <laughs> yes, stupid and boring. Okay. Stupid and boring. You have a last one? I have one more. I have one more. Okay. My last one was The Sinner. That by, was also a book club, but I didn't read it. <laughs> by uh, Petra 
Hemisphere, I think. I don't know. She's German. And um, yeah, I, 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 I really didn't enjoy this book. I, I thought it was, it was both oversimplistic and over, you know, and, and too complicated at the same time. Which is a weird thing for a book yeah. to be. But it was. It was. Like, the, the plot line itself was very simple, easy to follow, and not interesting. And then the other plot line, like the, the flashback thing, they the author was trying to make it complicated just to make it complicated. It, she really, like, you know how sometimes they bury the lead so that you don't catch it? Or you have to work to figure out what's going on? And I feel like this author started with a an idea of what if this crazy thing happened? What if this woman just suddenly stabbed this guy and nobody could figure out why? And then we had to figure out why. But I feel like the author herself didn't know why until about two thirds through the book when she decided like, oh, that works. I'm going to do that now. I just, and also, I mean, the the protagonist, if you can call her that, she knew why. Like, you know, sometimes she did, sometimes she didn't. I mean, so again, we've got this psychological thing, and we've got a lot of flashbacks, and we've got a lot of content warning stuff, and an ending that was not satisfying. And then they made it into a TV show. So I, I guess, I guess a lot of people did like this book, or were at least intrigued. This book was made for the preview of the show, where you don't know, and there's this mystery, and then you get to spend a season figuring it out. Out. That makes for a better TV series than for a novel, I think. Hmm. So, anyways, I really didn't enjoy it, but I read it. Okay, so my last one, it's also a young adult, and I actually did read quite a few books in the series as a young adult, and I remembered scenes, and the scenes were just really crystal clear and really interesting when I was, I guess, um, I guess I was about 13 or 14. Somebody recommended this to me. I went back. I might get some hate for saying this. And if you like it, it's totally cool. I, I don't want to take this away from you. But it was one where I went back and read it. It was just super disappointing. And that would be The Magician by Raymond E. Feist. Actually, it's not The Magician. It's just Magician. It's the first in a series. And when I reread it, there were a lot of things that I just glossed over as a kid. So it's kind of like going back to, you know, the popular 80s films and going, oh my god, that's a lot more rape than I remember. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow, John Cusack is kind of a creeper. Okay, oh, yeah. And then yeah. Revenge of the Nerds. Oh my oh, god. Yeah. Okay, anyway. Yeah. yeah, so Magician is one of those. I went back and the scenes that were good, they weren't as impressive back. You know, that, that happens. Right. But there was one thing that really got me where there's a princess, she's learning how to sword fight, but it's still a very male chauvinist way of looking at this. So she's learning to fight, and at one point, the, the guy who's interested, like, slaps her on the ass, and she just kind of tears, oh, he slapped me on the ass, ha ha, I'm going to be fake outreach, but I really like it. And I so hate that. It's male fantasy bullshit that really, really irritates me, and that's what turned me off. It is, and again, if you like it, great, cool, go for it, but for me, it just did not hold up, and I was so disappointed rereading it. Yeah, and and just as a note, in the real world, if you don't like something, don't pretend like you do. And if you don't do like something, own that you like it, and then we will have less miscommunications about sexual stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it was a downer for me, and, yeah, sometimes childhood just does not hold up. It's great when it does, but it's it's nostalgia uh, side it's when nostalgia it doesn't. Nostalgia side, yep, yep. Yeah. So this was nostalgia side. Uh, but I was kind of glad to go back and, and you know review the scenes because it's, sometimes you get more out of it. Like we talked about that with the last unicorn, and then other times you go, oh yeah, this this was a lot worse than I remember. But it also shows how you've grown as a person and. Yeah, it's always intellectually. It's always interesting to reread a book at a different place in your life and see what resonates with you and different. Yeah. 
And there, some books have gotten better, some have gotten worse. There's very few books that I have bothered to reread multiple times, and there's a few that I, I've, I've chosen to read them once every decade or so, and I get something out of them every time. But yeah. that sounds like the subject of a different supplemental. Yes, it does. Books that we have chosen to reread multiple times. So thank you for being one of our amazing Patreons, and that's why you get to listen to this amazing supplemental, and we look forward to talking to you in the future about other books. Yeah, so these are books to avoid or books to read if you want to torture yourselves. Enjoy. Thank you for listening.